0: Welcome to our online worship for Sunday, the 11th of April, though you can watch it anytime you see it. This is the First Presbyterian Church and we're so glad you've joined us for this day. It's a wonderful day to worship God. It's a wonderful day to be part of a community, even as we come together from a distance. There are some announcements which I'd like to share with you this week. First of all, please remember all of those who are on our prayer list. They need our constant support and reminders. We need to be in touch with them and in prayer for them. Secondly, uh, Route 456 is going on a bike hike uh, this Friday. They only have a half a day of school, so they're going to spend the rest of the day riding down at St. Mark's. Youth Sunday is next week, and so is Dogwood Acres Day, so please stay tuned for that. The Presbyterian Women's Offering is to be taken on April 25th. So let's keep all of these things in our minds. Well, wait a minute. We are so very glad that you continue to support us as we continue the work of God in this place. Let us worship God. Let us pray. Our good and our gracious God, as were the Emmaus disciples, we are on the road. We're on a rocky road, where struggles occur. We're on a sunlit road where we clearly sense your loving presence. We're on a hilly road where we experience the highs and lows of daily life. We're on a rainy road where we know the nourishment of nature. We are so very grateful that that as we turn to the Emmaus disciples, you walk this road with us. So we pray. Guide us, encourage us, strengthen us, push us, watch out for us, but most of all, open our eyes that we may see glimpses of truth you have for us. There are others on this road as well. Those who need an extra measure of your loving presence. Those who need your firm and supporting hand to guide them. Those who need the protection from the road. Those who need companions for the road walk with us that we may confidently walk with others. With gratitude, we come before you today, asking that you guide us to the ways we may feed those who are hungry, comfort those who mourn, encourage those who respond to the needs of others, support those who guard our freedoms motivate our elected leaders to respond to the needs of all people and inspire us to listen for your word as the rains fall to nourish your creation we give thanks for all the gifts of life but especially for your most amazing gift in jesus who taught us the importance of love the way of love and the way to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please listen as McKenna sings for us, come down, O divine love. Let us prepare our hearts and minds to hear God's word as we pray together. Most gracious God, open our hearts, our minds, our lives to the reading, speaking, sharing of your word that it might enlighten us, embolden us, and encourage us for the work you would have us do this day. In Christ we pray, amen. Our first lesson comes from Psalm 30. And in their own way, Psalm 30 and the story we will read in just a few minutes from Luke 24 are uniquely connected. In the Psalm, mourning is turned into dancing. And in the story of Luke, Despair is turned into hope. Hear these words as they come to us from the 30th Psalm. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. O oh lord you brought me up from the grave you spared me from going down into the pit sing to the lord you saints of his praise his holy name for his anger lasts only a moment but his favor lasts a lifetime weeping may remain for a night but rejoicing comes in the morning when i felt secure i said I will never be shaken. O oh Lord, when you have favored me, you made my mountains stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O oh Lord, I called; to the Lord I cried for mercy. What gain is there in my destruction, in my going down into the pit? Will you dust pray will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my help. I turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. I'm sure we all have favorite gospel stories. I'd like for you to think of them now, but I want to share with you one that I find to be at, one of the, at the top of my list of favorite gospel stories. A story packed with irony and misunderstanding, drama and revelation ranks right up there with my favorites. Listen, as we hear of the Emmaus road found in Luke 24, verses 13 through 35. Now that same day, two of them were going to the village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, the same day being the day of the resurrection. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still their faces downcast, one of them named Cleopas. asked him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet He said to them how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken did not the christ have to suffer those things and then enter his glory and beginning with moses and all the prophets he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself as they approached the village to which they were going jesus acted as if he were going farther but they urged him strongly stay with us for it is nearly evening the day is almost over so he went to stay with them when he was at table with them He took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem There they found the 11 and those with them assembled together and saying it is true the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told them what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread, the word of the Lord for the people of God. My friends, journey, the journey is an important concept, theme within the entire gospel of Luke. It's a journey, a road, which brings Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem's manger. It's a road that is the setting for two of Luke's most famous parables the good samaritan is traveling on the road from jerusalem to jericho when he is beaten and cared for by a stranger a road leads the prodigal home to the loving arms of his father and jesus has been on the road to jerusalem since the ninth chapter of this gospel, a road via dolorosa, the way of suffering, is the road out of Jerusalem to Golgotha. Two disciples leave Jerusalem after hearing the woman's strange and remarkable story to walk the Emmaus road. And the journey continues in Luke's second book as Paul encounters the risen Lord on the road to Damascus and as the apostles take the message of the good news on the road throughout Asia Minor. More contemporarily, every Friday evening, Steve Hartman takes us on the road as he tells stories of hope and of growth, of renewal and determination. The road is a powerful image. And we all know that many things happen on the road. Sometimes the road takes us to grand reunions as it seems as though some of us were able to experience this past Easter afternoon sometimes we experience danger and uncertainty on the road sometimes we find faith and hope on the road sometimes we are blinded by grief on the road sometimes we encounter the presence of God as we travel the road The great storyteller Luke takes us on the road this day as two disciples leave Jerusalem in agony because they had hoped. But that hope had been defeated by the cross. It seemed that the one they knew as Jesus The one they had placed their dreams in was not what they had hoped he would be. The one who would conquer the foreign rulers and finally set their people free. For about three years of their lives, they had been shaped by the good news Jesus proclaimed, good news for the poor and hope for a new kind of world, but that good news and that hope for real change had been destroyed by the cross. And then there was that confounding story of the women which only made their confusion deeper. As they traveled on the road, commiserating with each other, they wondered why had this happened? How could this be? They may have been overcome with grief and not at all in the mood to explain themselves, simply wanting to hold on to each other and their memories, and their dashed hopes. But that was not to be for a chatty stranger joined them on the road. Now, like most of us, much of the time, the disciples assumed that they understood that they understood Jesus and his mission. And from their recent experiences in Jerusalem, they assumed that all hope hope was lost. Their assumptions shaped their conversation, and their conversation shaped what they could see. Their assumptions blinded them to the reality of what they had experienced when they traveled with Jesus on the Galilean roads. Their assumptions blinded them to what they were experiencing on the Emmaus road. Perhaps Luke tells this story. Because like the disciples, we, too, assume that we understand and our assumptions shape our conversations and our conversations shape what we can see. And sometimes we, too, are blinded to what is directly in front of us, to what is possible if we set our assumptions aside. Yet the disciples' assumptions did not stop them from extending to this stranger the best hospitality they knew. They listened intently and invited him to dinner. They had learned from their teacher, Jesus, at least the lessons of hospitality and welcome. And those lessons were clearly embedded in their lives, even as their grief overwhelmed them so that they could extend to this stranger hospitality and welcome. Because the disciples did not allow their assumptions to interfere. They listened intently and extended hospitality. And by doing that, their hope was renewed, their faith restored. Jesus opened their eyes that they might see that he had been with them the whole time and that his message of peace was alive that good news was still possible, that hope for real change had not been defeated. Perhaps Luke tells this story because many of us are like these disciples. We have heard the stories of Jesus. We have experienced the joy of belief. Still, at times, we find ourselves facing shattered dreams and broken promises and need our hope renewed and our faith restored that we too might share the good news that hope is alive in the world. After more than a year of this pandemic with hopes dashed, we too wonder why this has happened. We also feel as though the road forward is simply too challenging. But I believe that this story can speak to us in a new way. Susan Derber writes, this story speaks to those who might think they have no energy for anything as positive as a pilgrimage at all and whom God comes to meet as they struggle to put one foot in front of another. It is a story that was very honest about hopelessness and loss, but also about how God comes to find us in those places. It shows how God walks beside us and can transform even the deepest bereavement and loss into a journey of hope. This is a story that invites those who are deep in sorrow to walk into hope. The Emmaus Road story arose out of the experience of great loss and disappointment when hope seemed all but gone. The reality is that loss, loneliness, grief, suffering are all part of the lot of the lot lived experiences of most of us. And maybe because we all know these experiences from its very beginning, the church has specialized in ministries of hopeful care in reaching out to those who know the pain, know pain and struggling of loss and disappointment when difficult circumstances cannot easily be mended or mended at all. The Ministry of Presence has the power to confront, to, com- to comfort when pain cannot be removed or when grief is inconsolable, or when there simply are no words. God's love surrounds us as another sits quietly with us, their presence affirming, I didn't come to give you answers. I didn't come because I can take away your pain. I have come to be with you, and in them, God comes to find us in those places. The Emmaus Emmaus Road disciples found their hope renewed by one who walked with them. Now admittedly, this one told them many things, things they should have already known, and did break bread with them but still their hope was renewed by one who walked with them and we too can glimpse the loving presence of god as someone listens patiently and walks with us through life's struggles perhaps luke tells this story because we too struggle to see the living christ active in our lives because we too are so like Jacob who one night struggled with God, but, only, but it was only in the morning when he knew in his heart, surely God was in this place and I did not know it. That God comes to find us in those pay, places of pain and struggling and in those who walk with us through these times of life. These two disciples did not have their faith renewed and their hope revived only for themselves. They knew the story must be shared, must be lived out, so they immediately returned to Jerusalem to live out what they now know and understand in their hearts, reminding us all that the ministry of presence, the ministry of simply being with another, is the task of the entire faith community. While it is true, while this is true, we are blessed to have several Stephen ministers who listen intently and are willing to walk with us whenever it is that we find ourselves on one of those troubled spots of life. We're blessed to have several Stephen ministers who will bring God to find us in those places of life's struggles. Perhaps Luke tells the Emmaus Road story to remind us that even a pandemic does not destroy hope, that there are those among us who will silently and lovingly share the living, loving presence of Christ. Thanks be to God for this amazing ministry. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Please listen as Evan sings for us, I want Jesus with me.
1: walk with me when I'm in trouble Lord walk with me when my head
0: My friends, no matter where we are on the road, God is with us, and God has sent others to walk with us, and we can be thankful for that amazing presence. May God's blessings reign in our hearts. May Jesus' love surround us. And may the spirit of God's presence walk with us on the daily road of life. Amen.
1: Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian O